Hello and welcome back to Turf Talk. This is episode four and we have a British winner of the Melbourne Cup and not just a British winner, a British one, two, three. That that took place, what, a couple of hours before we've recorded this, but what a cracking weekend of international racing. We've had the Breeders' Cup as well and over the jumps, grade one action at Down Royal. As usual with me today is James Watson. Morning, Hello. James. Hello, are you all right? I am all right. I know you've stayed up for the Melbourne Cup, didn't you? Oh, I, I, I watched a replay in the morning. Jimmy's a very, very tired boy today. Very, very tired. Too tired to even be on here today. But we got the result we wanted, not like last time we stayed up to watch the Aussie racing. I know. Uh, one, two, three was sort of what I predicted last week, if you remember. I, I said the one, two, three, four, five. But we had the one, two, three, five. five. So we were close. And French, we can class French as ours, can't we? Yeah, I mean, if we've taken the five, we're classing the Irish as ours as well. Yeah, the Irish are ours, they're all the same, aren't they? <laughs> right, well, I think the place to start this week is with the Melbourne Cup. With a Prince of Aaron on the outside, Rostropovich is running on, and Marmelo back to the inside too. A Prince of Aaron at the 200, Marmelo wearing it down. Marmelo gets up on the inside, and here comes Cross Counter. Cross Counter coming at Marmelo. Cross Counter's flying. Well, and of course, the main story of the week in racing is the first ever British trained winner of the race that stops a nation. Cross Counter's done it for Godolphin, Charlie Appleby. Uh, uh, good win, Jim. I know. Uh, Charlie Appleby's had one of the seasons to remember. Uh, the Derby winner, uh, best solution winning the Carfield Cup. He's. Uh, Godolphin, to be honest, have just had a great season and they won the Dubai World Cup. And now the Melbourne Cup with what I think is a, a above-average horse. I, I do think he was nicely weighted because he's a bit like rekindling last year with the three-year-olds, that they just get that allowance and they, they have been running in the top-quality races, but they just get in off a smaller weight. So, And he's second in the... He's, got the, he's beat Kew Gardens before, so he's got the form in the book. So I think he's a worthy winner. Yeah, another three-year-old winner as well. It's it, it can't be long until these Australians know know that we're just coming over here, and it'll just be an Australian-only race. Well, that's we that, that's that's what I was gonna I wanting to I was wanting to talk about, James, because I know there, there have been some Aussies this week who haven't been happy with the way that the Melbourne Cup has turned into such an international affair. Is an Aussie horse ever gonna win it again? I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be more often a foreigner than an Aussie. Yeah, because because our long distance, like we have more long distance style of racing where they've got very high quality sprinters. Yeah, and the middle distance and longer distance are just lost. So I I think it, they could put it invitation invitation only and have like five each year, but that's a bit harsh in it. So I'm unsure. I I think we won't see another Melbourne. Um, Australian winner of the Melbourne Cup. I mean, we are bound to see one, one, but it's it's gonna be more like one, one in five. Yeah, surely. And also the the bands that were in the Melbourne Cup because the winner and the second both got whip bands, which again is a topic that happened. We'll talk about it later on, but in the Breeders' Cup, so Hugh Bowman got a ban for in second for. I think it was a ban of 35 meetings yeah. for riding Marmelo. And that was an incident of careless riding and excessive use of the whip. Well, I've, I've just got all the 
all the past winners of the Melbourne Cup up here. In the past, what, 10 years since American, which was Alan, Alan uh, derided praise, yeah. the only through and through Aussie horse to have won is Prince of Penzance. Yeah. Who was, you know, always, always spent their career running in down under New Zealand bred. Even the ones trained by, you know, Gay Waterhouse and Robert Hickman, which were Fiorenti and Green Moon, were good horses in Britain. Yeah, they were. Who were bought to win the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, I agree. Same with Al Mandin, who was a, a ex-German, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. It's, I mean, it's one of the things that gives flat racing that different dimension to jumps racing because jumps racing is basically Britain and Ireland with the odd French horse yeah. thrown in here and there. But I, I can understand where they're coming from. Would would you like it every year if if the grand, say the Grand National, which is possibly the closest equivalent we have to the Melbourne Cup yeah. in terms of scale and scope? Would you like it if a horse from Australia won won the Grand National every year? One you'd never heard no. of, one you'd gone through the whole, you know, you'd, you'd gone through, through the, the whole, whole season. season. Yeah, looking at this one English or Irish horse, and then something from Australia just pops up that's lowly and the handicapped and younger than everyone else. I think I would be a bit disappointed. So, if if the shoes on the other foot. I, I'm really not bothered about English horses winning the Melbourne Cup because I'm English, but if if you do look at it that other way, I would really be annoyed if an Australian was winning the Grand National. I, 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 I wouldn't say I'd be annoyed. I'd, I'd just... Would it take something away from it? Yeah. If, 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 you know, if, if a horse wins your biggest race who's, who's only in the country for one for that race yeah. you know you've not followed its career one horse who's basically almost just a name to you yeah. rather than anything else yeah comes and wins it i don't know oh i say well done to charlie appleby well done to kerry mcavoy i think i think that's 12 grade ones across seven countries this season for charlie appleby so what a season he's yeah what he's slowly becoming one of the best trainers Currently in training. But on the outside, in the centre of the turf course, she has taken the lead and she's pulling away from Magical, who continues to battle her though. It's these two, one, two down to the finish. Enable and Magical, and they're well clear of the others. Racing royalty, Enable and Frankie Dettori. The arc winner is the Breeders' Cup turf winner too. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, we'll stay on the flat for now as well and go over to America, James. I know. Oh, you love the Breeders' oh, Cup. Oh, the Breeders' Cup. The Queen, she she didn't like the ground, but she still got home. Unable. Oh, she's amazing. Um, she, You could see, as Frankie said after the interview, the wheels were spinning. But when he went wide round the bend, she just kicked away. Like, I've no, I, I, just, I think she's the closest to Frankel we've seen. That, yeah, genuinely. Really? Yeah. I, I think she's better than Cracksman. I couldn't name another horse that's close to Frankel, but she'd probably be next. Oh, Frankel's generation were wonderful, wonderful. Excelebration, yeah. St Nicholas Abbey, Far, Nathaniel. But I, I think Enable will give Frankel a race if we were to go mm. back in time, but I don't think... She won't, we'll she never won't know, him. will we? No. But I, I love Enable. Magical ran an absolute cracker in second. A, a nice bit of Coolmore genius there. 
uh, was it Hunting Horn holding yeah. Enable in on the outside, and then Magical getting the dream run. Right, they're just geniuses at Ballydoyle. They plan each race before they even start. And Magical's run an absolute cracker and it's stepped up. It's been a very, very solid awesome <laughs> season, hasn't yeah, it? And stepped up again from a win at Ascot. So I think that's a really solid race. I say last time we'll see Roaring Lion as well, who's uh, off to stud after this. He didn't enjoy it. He didn't, and neither did my favourite, Mendelssohn. He's off to stud now. Uh, two cracking horses. Roaring Lion this season has won f- four grade ones. He's done all the right things in the big races. He's turned up and he's been amazing. So I think he could be one hell of a sire at stud. It's it's things like that. I'll watch in the classic as well. It's worth talking. Was it Sumion who rode Thundersnow? Now this yeah. back, back to the whip bands again. Now he whipped it eighteen times. Now the thing it's not it, it wasn't the it wasn't I mean it wasn't the, the, fact that the he amount is over the top and deserved and was a ban. Correct. But he was going for it. But he was. That, but they he weren't taps. He didn't give it time to respond, did he? No. He, it was just three go, three and then gallop and then another three, and it was just constant in, in the final furlong. On ra- on racing his biggest stage, especially from a jockey as as talented and as experienced as Christoph Sumion, who has had runnings. You know, I remember on Champions Day when Britain's new whip bands on, came on, in on Cirrus de Zergo, yeah, yeah, Sumion fell foul of that, didn't he? Yeah. You don't want to see it. I, I, I just think it's worth saying that you don't want to see, especially on the biggest stage with the biggest audience, it won't be acceptable in a Class 7 cellar at Suvel. No, I just think it's unfair. Uh, uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah, would you be... I mean, I know some people say, you know, demote a horse because of the whip ban. Would you be down to that? Would you agree no, with that? I wouldn't. I wouldn't demote it. I, I just, wouldn't completely. I'd just ban him. For yeah. a considerable amount of time. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd completely. Because it's not agree. the ho- the horse shouldn't suffer. Yeah. for a, the jockey's a jockey problem. Yeah, I agree completely. I agree, Jim. It's, it's very rare that we agree on things. To no. be honest, no. I mean, we'll go over. We'll go. We'll go back to Britain and Ireland now for the first weekend of real graded action on either side of the pond. Uh, Sam Crow. Well, disappointing or expected. Because I'm majorly disappointed and look like a three-mile hurdler in time rather than a two-mile hurdler. He looked slow, he didn't he? Did. And he didn't, he, he didn't do a lot wrong, really. The, the, the thing is, I can understand that fitness might not might have been an issue. That Especially, you know, Bedrock's already won. Bedrock's been on the season. go, on the flat and over hurdling. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. still... It, there was just you're scraping the barrel for any positives to take from Sam Crow's performance. His jumping was the same as last season, slightly sketchy. Like he doesn't hurdle fluently. I don't think he doesn't just brush over the top quick. He sort of over jumps him and looks clumsy. And I, I think he's crying out for a fence. So I think they shouldn't. He's going to go for the Morgiana next. So. Poss- I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, look, it's him. He, he was class last season, wasn't he? And it's it's gonna it'd be a ridiculous thing to do to write him. You shouldn't never to write him, write off, him off off the back of one one poor performance. And he could well come back and win the Morgiana. It wouldn't surprise me at all. But yeah, as a starting block, there's very little you can take from that race as a Sam Crow fan. 
and be positive about. Well, you you, you were happy because you're on Bouvedere yeah, already. Yeah, I've, I've already backed Bouvedere, and he's, he's back into favouritism for the champion hurdle, having stood in his box. <laughs> you know, if 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 you were Nicky Henderson, you'd be smiling, wouldn't you? You'd be watching that race with a smile and thinking. I'm not going to attempt a Nicky Henderson impression. No, so don't worry. We've got the, we've still got the champ. Yeah. Grade one was won by Road to Respect. Who's a proper Grade one chaser nowadays? Uh, he's he was impressive, majorly impressive. I think there's a lot more to come from him this season. Uh, I I don't know why I just dismissed him. I just didn't even look at him, and I don't know why. But I mean, he went off six to four favourite. I mean, he he probably bearing barring Balco the flow, who's you know probably best form comes over slightly shorter. Yeah. He was the standout form pick, fourth in a Gold Cup, grade one winner at Leopardstown. I back Woodland Opera, because I did fancy Shattered Love, but we'll talk about her in a bit. But Woodland Opera jumped beautifully. Didn't make a single error, and out-jumped, that's why he finished second, because he just out-jumped the field. So I think Woodland Opera could still have more to come. He has been beat off a fairly class horse, but I took Woodland Opera out of that race. I, I just I just think if Woodland Opera were ever going to win a grade one it would probably on Saturday yeah race fit he's yeah. A good, yeah he's he's, he's an f- admirable admirable horse but probably not quite up to it at the top your level eye, keep your eye out on him this season I think there's, there's uh, pro- grade two uh, the, the same applies to the Charlie All winner definitely Red who who I backed and what what a sit by Bryony Frost on Black Corton yeah I mean that that was Probably the moment of the weekend, wasn't it? Nothing. I, I, I just sat in shock, just looking at her flying through the air. Yeah. Uh, one of the images of the weekend, possibly an image of the year. But yeah, de- definitely Reds are, are just a very, very solid horse he's at just, grade two level. No, I don't mean this in a bad way, but he's your average Joe. He turns up every week, d- performs, second, third wins, and he's always consistent. So... I like definitely red, but he he won't be one to remember for winning this Charlie R. Back back to the Grand National this season, it seems for him as a long term prospect. What do you see? I mean, he, I say he'd be he'd be top weight or near enough. Yeah, but I, I can't. I, I find more interesting prospects for the national this year. So it, it was just a race. I just watch and enjoy. I did bat double shuffle. Because, don't ask me why, but that was a. Major blunder. It's nice to see he's, he spent the night in the horse hospital, so he should. Uh, he's back in training now. Yeah, so he's, he's back, back at Tom safe. George, isn't so he? That's good. Yeah, and I mean, we'll just give a mention to the West Yorkshire Hurdle, which was won by Nautical, Nautical Nitwit. Well, oh, Phil Kirby had a day to remember, didn't he? Yeah, he three winners at Weatherby, and Weatherby's his local track. I think a listed race, a Grade Two, and a handicap hurdle. Uh, seven to four, fifteen to two, and seven to two. That's some treble. Yeah, it is. That race isn't going to have any effect on Nautical anything at all, is it? Old guard looked like he didn't quite stay no. three miles. I uh, mean, it fell apart with Holstone and Clyde not running. Yeah, it's. I the, mean, it, 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 it was a grade two in name. Yeah, but the ground, the grounds played a major issue uh, to the start of this season. So, I, I think you can just. I, I can't see. Nautical nitwit winning the long uh, the stays hurdle at Cheltenham. No, no chance. Shall we talk about a really interesting race that was also at Down Royal on Saturday? 
which was won by Snow Falcon. This was a strong field. This was a really good race. Um, Shattered Love. I, I, I've vocally said how impressed I am with Shattered Love. She, she just, I think she might have just needed this run, and I think there could be more to come. Yeah, it wasn't a, it wasn't a bad run from Shattered Love no. at all. She was beat, beaten, and she still she had a to step up half last season second. from the novices. So she stepped up, and Snow Falcons win last time out in the Kerry National. That that was seems fairly yeah, strong it, for. He's a horse I've been. I know Jim will know this. I've, I've not had a chance to talk about any of this, but I was quite keen on Snow Falcon last season for for both the RSA. Correct. And he was entered in the JLT as well, mm-hmm. and he didn't turn up at Cheltenham. He ran in the Irish National instead, where he, he didn't get round. But he was a very, very good hurdler. He was. And he's already at a similar level over fences, and this is a strong race. I know he had the benefit of being race fit, but Shattered Love second, Monolith third, Peregrine won fourth. Peregrine run was impressive the, the about a week ago yeah. in a listed race or a grade and three. And so. Storyteller, who was another who, Cheltenham Festival who, winner. And also, a grade one winner. And also in that form of Alboom Photo when he got run out. So I think this is a really strong race. I think Snow Falcon has come a bit under the radar this season and could be yeah, more to come. This race was over two, three and a half. Where, where would you go next for Snow Falcon? Where would the main target be at Cheltenham? Ryanair? Yeah, He'd I think so. Be, it? But he stays free. Mm. He stays free and he gets free well. He's not just a... That's not just... But he's just got that little the, bit of pace, hasn't he? I'd have Hennessy. Oh, I've said the H word again. Oh, the Ladbrokes. The Ladbrokes Trophy. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I mean, I know it's only in a couple of weeks, but if he's if he's fit and if he's entered, I've not even I've not even checked the entries for the Ladbrokes Trophy. <laughs> but if he's in there, I'd be really intrigued by him because he's clearly in good heart. Uh, and there, a Kerry National, and then be in a good field of horses in a Grade Two over a distance which is probably slightly short of his best. Yeah, I'm really mega impressed by Snow Falcon this weekend. I'm scrolling down the Labrooks Trophy field and he's number 40. He's number 40. I mean, are they in weight order yet? Or are they just down? Is he 40 alphabetical? I think he's 40 alphabetical. So. Alphabetical. I'm going to say he's not so going to so be 40 horses rated higher than him in it. No. So I, I think, yeah, a bit of an early anti post fancy for the Labrooks Trophy, Snow Falcon. And we'll just touch on. The racing at Ascot as well, when you're ready for a day. Really impressive. I, yeah. l- I love this horse a lot. Uh, he caught my eye last season uh, when he was second at Doncaster behind Brio Conti. And I thought he was going to win that day, but he just let down. And then he was fourth in uh, a big handicap that was won by Maria's Benefit. And I think Maria Maria's Benefit's a decent horse. It was too just too far back that day. Uh, and his run behind Little Rockefeller was strong form. Little Rockefeller came out at Cheltenham two week last week and won easily. So yeah. he was an e- he was a nice winner. He jumped beautifully in front. Yeah, made a absolute mockery. His handicap mark should be some good races to be. There's still some run. Yeah, run by when you're ready for the season. He might go up a fair whack though in the handicap. Good ground key to Fidux who beat Global Citizen. Yeah, I do think that he was a bit flat last season I thought yeah but this season he's come back with a bang a global citizen ran a really good race I think he was just far too keen out in front uh, just didn't quite settle and didn't get home and the other interesting one was the Sodexo Gold Cup traffic fluid won that Gary Moore's aiming him at the Grand National this season 
he's a fascinating contender. He doesn't. He's not one that I'd be interested in backing. But it'd be interesting to see if yeah. he's, how far he actually stays because he he looked beaten after that last fence, and then he rallied up the running and he looked full of running at the end. He galloped on past the line, didn't he? So I think, yeah, why not go for the national? He's not good enough for the gold cup, is he? No chance. So, but yeah, he was he was a seriously good horse when he was younger. Yeah, he was. You know, place he's been placed in a couple of Grade Ones. Mm. He's lo- lost his way. And everyone a, thought Sandown was his track, but yeah. Ascot that that was the first winner since uh, Ascot for Joshua Moore since the first time he won a race, yeah. uh, which has been about eight years, I think. Yeah, but I don't. I don't see Traffic Fluid personally as a as a contender for the Grand National. But no, but it'd be interesting, would Yeah, and look, he's, he's, he's certainly a good horse. He's lost his way a bit. Gary Moore's reinvented him as a staying chaser. And it's interesting, because well, I, I can't, off the top of my head, like I say, the Grand National is the race I'm obsessed with. I can't think of an horse off the top of my head that Gary Moore's had in it. Can it's you? Fair do, you know, I can't no. remember. No, so it's, it's intriguing that, he thinks traffic fluid fits that category. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's a sort of horse who'll run well. Look, we'll, we we don't know really, do we? But yeah, that that's that's the weekend racing roundup. Anyway, we'll move on now to previewing this weekend. Shakira and Nube Negra, but we have a dream has had a splendid season, and the dream becomes a reality at Aintree. We have a dream has rocked home in the anniversary. We'll move on now to previewing. This weekend, I mean, it's only going to be a quick one, isn't it? Because we've got the November handicap on the flat at Doncaster. James, do you have any strong opinions yet? I haven't had a deep look at this race yet, but my lord and master takes the eye. He was a neck second behind Aquarium at York at the last York meeting. And I think that's a fairly strong run. He was ridden by Kieran Fallon that day, so he was getting £7 off his back. But he's now got Daniel Tudor booked for the weekend, 10 to 1. I think decent each way value. His form when he was, I think, in his second run at Nottingham in a maiden, he beat Young Rascal by six lengths. Now, Young Rascal's come out and shown he won a grade three and dead eated in a grade two. So I think he could be decent value. He was beaten by Buzz two races back. So Buzz sets the standard, but he's better off at the weights here. So... My my pick for this race is my lord and master. What about you, Lewis? Do you have any interest in this? I like Wolf Country for Charlie Appleby and Godolphin. For, for that man of the moment. Yeah, I say is this is he's always looked like he's had a a, a big, big handicap one. in yeah. him. Yeah, I can uh, see where you're coming from. And he's, he ran well at, at Goodwood last time. Be our now children who's favourite, but. His run at Newmarket was a bit flat, but I think you can put a line yeah, through that. Yeah, down to a mark of and it was 98. On, it was on good to firm ground, bit of digging ground, I think. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from there. Yeah, winnable for him. And over at Wincanton, there's there's two grade twos. First of all, there's a novice chase where Dynamite Dollars is entered. He's a horse you're a fan of, James. I, re- I really do like him. He jumped really well last time. Uh, this is a decent step up in grade. It, there's some decent horses in this, but Dynamite Dollars, if he if he... Re, do, if he shows his form of the last race beating Highway 101, I think he should take all the beating here. Paul Nichols, his string should. 
Yeah, Bags Groove and Secret Investor also. Bags Groove's a horse that you like, I know. Yeah, I've, I've, I think I think you were quite a nice hurdler last season, and I was impressed by chasing debut up at Foss last a couple of weeks ago. It, it won a strong race there, Jester Jet, Tommy Rapper, no comment, all in behind. Quite a fairly decent start to his career and over fences, and yeah, I can see him winning this. Grade two winner, Secret Investor over hurdles, who won the early race at Chepstow. Persian War. Persian War. Uh, so secret investor, first time over fence. He's pitched into a grade two. Yeah. You never know, really, do you? But Nichols has got dynamite dollars, so it depends. He might, I don't think he'll send both, will he? I've got no idea. No, he, he could should. do. It's his local track, isn't it? So we don't know. And we've got. Are we going to see? We have a dream at the weekend in the elite hurdle. I hope we are. So so do I, because I was disappointed that he didn't run. But maybe the ground was slightly softer him last time at Cheltenham for him if he was to run. But uh, if the cap fits is a horse that missed most of last season, well, missed Cheltenham, missed Aintree, missed them all, really, and he won a nice novice hurdle at Kempton by five lengths, beating D's to BF's. And that day he caught my travel really well, kicked on. And I think he may need this run, but just keep him in the back of your mind because he's got some fairly short, solid form from the bumper at Aintree where he got beat by Layla and Western Rider, who have both come out and franked grade, graded wins. So I, I think if the cat fits, could be one to look forward to if if he runs and if he's fit. Yeah, I'd say there are some really nice horses, some horses who should be expected to progress from last season. Vidana Blue's already won well this season, spanking old guard at Kempton. But is that form really that strong now? At the time, we looked at it and thought, yeah, Vidana Blue's good, but Vidana, uh, but Old Guard has just finished a tame second behind Nautical Nitwit. Does, I don't think Old Guard stayed well, though. I'm, I'm unsure. It was flat, though. I, I, I'd, I'd agree with that, but look, Vidana Blue did it nicely and you, you can only beat what's in front of you. But Vidana Blue could look... Fairly exposed in front of if the cap fits, we have a dream. Radishian, even so, yeah. Global citizen in this as well. I'm not sure whether he'll turn up or, or potentially go for the Greatwood. Mohayed, county hurdle winner again. He's he's a sort of horse who, who I'm sure the skeletons would be thinking this season. Come. Can we try yeah. and win the odd graded race with him here and there? He was a bit flat in the Welsh champion last time behind Silver Streak, so I'm unsure about him. Uh, he's he's winning the county hurdle last year. Was Bridget Andrews giving him a peach of a ride? Uh, but I'm I'm unsure about. Maybe that he needed that first run. It may have brought him on. So I think I'd stay away from him. In my opinion, there's some decent horses in this, and he's probably just not up to that standard. So, I know we're five days ahead of the race when we recorded this and we're not quite sure which will turn up, but looking at the entries, James, who do you think wins the Elite Hurdle? I'm going to have a slight gamble on if the cap fits. Do you reckon? Because I know if if the cap fits, he's in markets for the champion hurdle and, and, I, and I think I think he's a fairly decent horse and he could be interesting this season because we really don't know. Although he's a six-year-old, we really don't know a lot about him. He's, come, he's he's under the radar quite a bit. So I, I think if the cap fits for me. What about you? I'm go, of course, I'm going to go for We Have a Dream because I just think he's a very, very, very talented horse and he's the sort of one that 
should be running in the champion hurdle come March if if he progresses as we expect him to. Uh, does it not slightly worry you that this will be if the cap fits first run since Boxing Day? It, that does wor- worry me, but I'll probably I'll back him and I'll look at the race as if he's going to progress, and and he doesn't need the run because although he won fresh last season first time out, but it was in a fairly bang average race at Exeter where he was one to two, so I wouldn't really take a look at that. But and he won on debut in a bumper, so I, I think he doesn't mind going fresh. I, I think we'll have a. I'm unsure. I'll stay with him if the cat fits. Should run a good race if he runs. Right, and now we've just got time before we leave to put in our eye catch of the week. I know both of ours are at the same meeting as well, James. The Cheltenham race on Saturday. Yeah, I'd I'd like to just mention we spoke about traffic fluid. I'd like to talk about the horse who was also in his colours at Ascot on Saturday, which is Larry. Uh, Cracking name for a horse. Uh, So it made his chase debut. Had two hundred and eleven days off. In the When You Ready Freddy race, wasn't it? Yeah, he won twice at the back end of last season, football match, and he just looked a bit fresh. He, 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 he was shaped, when I know when you, Freddy, when you Ready Freddy won it well, and Larry finished fourth, but it, it was a fairly close fourth, and for a long way, he shaped like he was going to be best of the rest. Yeah. From his first start off a layoff and his first start over fences, there was a lot to like about Larry's performance. Yeah, uh, and the fact that it was on good ground and most of his form's on good to soft or soft yeah. or heavy. So I, I think he might not have been a big lover yeah. of the ground. Yeah, oh, 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 only a five-year-old chase debut. After a long way off on ground, he might not have liked, and he still ran fairly well. He's, he's only had nine runs, hasn't he? Yeah. He won three of them. So. Yeah, there should be more to come from him, I think. I agree there. I... I, I at the time, I was had my When You're Ready Freddy goggles on and didn't really look behind. But after I watched the race back on Sunday morning, I, I thought that uh, Larry ran a really good race. He beat Amor de Nui. Yeah, finished ahead of him, who's already won twice he's, this he's season. won twice. I know the one you'd like to talk about, Jimmy, is a horse who's probably, who, well, most listeners will probably know a bit about already. But it's Adrian Dupont. Yeah. Uh, he fell last year, at the back end of last year at the Air Festival. Uh, behind Big Martyr and that was disappointing and he was rode on Saturday as if he wouldn't stay three miles and I think he secured himself as a three miler with this performance Do you think? Yeah, I, I think he just didn't jump very well I think they could ride him more positively and it just caught my eye he, he came from the back he looked as if he was going to get there and he just the winner just had too much and too much class I think there could be a nice handicap chase over three miles to win with him this season See, I'd, I'd, I'd take almost a completely opposite view, whereas I'd be pulling because I'd be looking to step him back down and go for something like the Bet Victor Gold Cup, which he might not be running, but we'll be talking about that race next week, or the race that's the December Gold Cup. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what it's sponsored by now. Races like that are what I'd be more interested in seeing Adrian Dupont running rather than the three-mile handicaps. But that race in general was fairly disappointing if we look at the field. That If we look like... Last Tuesday we looked at the field and then woke up Saturday morning to look at the field and it was a bit like, meh, it's not as prestigious as... I, I do think the ground's made a massive issue on the jump season so far and we haven't seen everything yet. 
No, I agree, but I say we've got the first real massive three-day meeting of the of of the season coming up next weekend at Cheltenham at the Bet Victor Gold Cup. We'll be previewing that next week, and we'll be discussing well this weekend's racing action. The Holden Gold Cup takes place this afternoon as well. Well, you'll know the winner of it by the time this goes out, but we don't know at the minute. It's a cracking little race on paper. San Benedetto and Diego de Charmil, both for Paul Nichols. San Benedetto was second in this last season as well. Uh, Yeah, I fancy Diego de Charmil here for me. Uh, um, It's a fairly weak renewal. Well, it's not weak, but... I don't think it's... I I won't say weak. I think it's quite a good renewal. all, All five of them look to have a solid chance. You can make a case for any of them. God's Own was a triple grade one winner. You can't say it bad about yeah. that, but his age is just getting on top of him now. Ozzy uh, the Oscar, for me, shouldn't be good enough to win this. So, Diego de Charmel for me. Right, well, I've said it, once, once this goes out, you'll all already know. Uh, we'll be back next week, we'll be talking about the three-day Cheltenham meeting, and it's also the Morgiana over hurdles in Ireland. Is Sam Crow going to bounce back from that defeat this weekend? No. Jim, don't be silly. <laughs> we'll see you all next week. See you later. Bye.